This is the Think LA podcast from Los Angeles, the center of advertising, marketing, and media. Thank you for joining us. Today we're talking with Latha Sundaram and Mark Egan of Corporate Members Mediacom, discussing purpose-driven marketing, how it differs from profit-led marketing, how brands find the right causes to support, and how they create a structure that offers consistency and authenticity. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are very pleased to have Latha Sundaram, Group Business Leader, Executive Director of Mediacom US, and Mark Egan, Managing Director, West Coast for Mediacom US. Thank you both for being here. Thank you, great to be here. We wanted to talk about purpose-driven marketing, and we hear about it in the news, we hear about it in campaigns. How do you define purpose-driven marketing, and how does that differ from revenue-led or profit-led marketing? So I'll jump into that one. Um, we explored this quite a bit and it's interesting. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people um, defining it in different ways. Um, we have borrowed uh, from Wark and there's, there's a great definition they gave and I'll read it. Um, a reason for a brand to exist beyond making a profit. It combines the ambitions and beliefs that motivate the organization and changes that it wants to make in the world. And I think that's, it's really, really interesting um, because so much has changed in the last couple of years. Um, And and when I think about that statement, um, it's so much more elevated than, than the discussions in yesterday about you know, the reason for a company or a brand to exist is exclusively shareholder value, right? And, and, and you would hear that religiously, right? And it would be one reason shareholder value and the drivers of that are revenue growth, increasing operating margin and increasing capital efficiency as levers to drive that, right? So what we see is an expansion from shareholder expectations to community expectations. And, and in fact, and that's good, right? That's, it, it's, not, it's not entirely altruistic. These companies that do this and, and that really are successful with purpose grow at twice the rate. So, so this is a win-win. And Latha, how do you see that? No, I think just building on that, it's just, I feel that where we are with purpose and marketing, it's those words. I think if you link marketing and purpose together, there seems to be, are you tainting one or the other? And the truth is purpose-driven marketing is really part of an ambition and the the very being of a company. And I think sometimes I talk to clients or you talk to individuals and they say, is it natural for the word marketing to exist side by side with the word purpose? And the truth is marketing is all about, to Mark's point on how we deliver value for our consumers. And if what consumers are asking for is to drive more social impact and make this world 
a different place, then I think it is natural for marketing to help deliver that purpose, right? And it's good that we're starting to evolve our conversations overall. So then how do you find that cause to support? Do do employees play a role? Does that just come from the board? How do you determine that? It's interesting. And that that is traditionally how it's been done, right? Um, You know, board member has a particular connection. Um, Maybe a a vocal employee brings forward something they're connected to or passionate about. We've, because this is um, such a bigger issue now, We've designed a more and believe in a more structured approach for this, um, and are largely in line with how Cantar lays it out. Um, sort of three stages, right? As, you know, establishing your purpose, which is more than just sort of sort of walking the door saying, "Hey, I think we should support these people." It's it's defining what a brand stands for, right, and the yeah. role that it wants to play in that changing world that we talked about in the definition. Um, and understanding how that purpose connects to the brand's DNA, right? And makes sense in, in its place in the world and where it can go. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, sort of auditing for fit, right? And, and, and looking at your audience or customers, culture and society and going through a, a you know, a, a traditional why, how, what, you know, why does our why is our purpose compelling and makes sense for us? Um, how are we going to behave in that context to achieve that? And, and what are the things that we do to get there? Um, and then lastly, just, you know, how do you integrate and amplify that across your existing communications and various touch points? Um, so you can see it, it's, it's something that's, you know, if you're going to really lead with brand purpose, it's got to be structured. And, and behind that, you've got to have a lot of executive stakeholders um, that are going to support this and um, meaningful points of measurement that you aspire and hold yourselves accountable to. And does a brand need to be monolithic in this when they're standing for a cause? Are there opportunities for partnership? How do you think they can best move forward with something like this? I don't think it's monolithic as much as being consistent and aligning with a cause that is true to you as a company, to your employees and to the brands and the products that you have. And I think, you know, Mark and I were talking about this. We see so much that it seems to be like kind of almost whack-a-mole, right? Like today it's this cause, tomorrow it's that cause. And so I think what needs to really happen is are you using the right research and understanding of who you are, what your consumers want, what your products mean, picking that cause and then being consistent. And part of that consistency means it's not just you alone, but recognizing the role of partnerships and that partnerships can play. And what gets us, I think, really excited about if, Despite all that happened over the past year, I think there's a lot we could say that didn't go right in the world. The one positive silver lining I think we all saw is that citizens were starting to change and want to make more positive um, things happen in society. And consumers uh, also saw that companies were willing to take a stance and have more partnerships to get there. So it was that whole notion of the collective working to drive more of that change and the meaning of partnerships is really why I think we saw purpose-driven companies pivot to really start relying more on those partnerships with that single focus to make something happen. 
Yeah, I'd add to that. Um, you know, most when you when you really look at them, most if not all, it'd be hard to press to find one that didn't. Um, brand purposes are anchored in some form of common good. Yeah. So it's only natural that you would have partnerships and collectives. And maybe some of those partnerships, and you've seen them, are, are, are actually competitors in the same category, right? But wanting to align for that common good. Um, but certainly there's many, many different partnerships that are, um, that are out there and available, you know, Lotha can talk about Uber, you know, with Adidas, you know, they line up pretty closely with Parlay yep. and, 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 and deal with ocean plastic. I think that's a great example, Mark, because it's, it's really going out and identifying with partners that are so close to you. And I love the Adidas example in particular. I think that's a good one. So in relation to that, you know, we hear these great partnerships and yet brands are constantly criticized about putting up a rainbow banner for pride month and for putting up a black box mm -hmm. for black lives matter. How do those partnerships and especially how does the effort itself um, express authenticity and how can brands help an audience that's very, very aware when they're being marketed to understand that they're being authentic about it? Yeah, I'm glad you asked it because that word authenticity needs to be so central to anybody who's saying they want to really do more about their purpose-driven efforts. And we see this coming from a few different points. First of all, making sure that you're not just advertising and putting a logo, but we often say, how do you have more actions versus ads? And really being authentic by doing what you say you're going to do. Secondly, the power of partnerships. Again, I know we've already said that so many points, but hopefully that's coming loud and clear. Part of being authentic is saying, I know I can't do this alone. I want to be with others who are like-minded, share the common goals that I have and try to get to that together. I think we see more and more that those who are authentic are the ones that join forces with others to make that happen. And I think finally, and not just saying this because we come from a media perspective, but really understanding the role of digital in how authentic you are or you aren't. And I think we've all seen over the past few years how digital has really increased the transparency when we do make those decisions as consumers. You now know where a product was made, how do you get rid of it, what's it doing to drive change now, right? And digital is allowing us to do that. It's providing a forum for us to talk about these causes and what companies are doing, whether they agree or whether they don't. And you gotta be ready to participate, right? Um, I think if you just let it happen silently and you aren't an active participant, that's where you lose your authenticity. If you're saying something but not willing to be a part of that online dialogue, then you're missing out. So those are just a few of the ways that we see brands can be authentic while they're trying to be true to their purpose. And I think to bring it back to your earlier question, Don, um, you know, when, when you've structured, when, when you've really purposely structured to get there and thought it through, mm -hmm. you understand the why you're yep. doing, why you're doing this, right? And, 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 and then you're going to be in position to, to communicate with authenticity because you know why is meaningful to you. No, I was completely right. You, you wouldn't think the word structure would, again, as we talk about common themes, but Mark, I think you nailed it when you talked about structure 
early. It's so important to be intentional and focused as you are putting your plans together. And I'm glad you mentioned that earlier. And you're going to see that's definitely a theme in a lot of what we see is critical to to really having purpose-driven work land. Right. And I think uh, intentional is another great word. Um, And that's part of those expectations from consumers today is that brands communicate with intention. So intention and consistency and all of that lays the groundwork for authenticity. Where does media come into all this? Probably why Mark and I are still in the business after all these years, right, Mark? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, to date, yeah, not to date ourselves, but uh, no, I think it's interesting when you see the role of media, right, and how it's evolved over the years. And media used to be the vehicle for consumers to get content. And now if you look at the role of media, media companies now create content, they publish the content, and they play a very critical role in distributing that content. And as we see media become more influential, their power to influence is stronger. And, you know, we really think that with that increased power comes a responsibility, right, to be fair and to be empathetic in what those media channels are are communicating. And so, we are excited that, I, especially being as media agency, um, part of the media agency community, we sit at that unique intersection between what consumers are actively trying to do, what we know companies are trying to do to drive change, and what we know our media partners can do as they are evolving to having more influence. And being at that intersection, Don, of what partners are doing, what companies are trying to do for change, and knowing what our consumers want to do, that's what we feel is really exciting about media. It's bringing all these forces together. And we as media agencies, I think, having the ability to do that, it's our responsibility, we think, to do that. So then how does a brand create credible content? And does the platform matter or is this purely about message when it comes to media? We absolutely think the platform is critical and it's not just about who you reach, but who are you and what are you trying to do as part of that? I think what a platform does as much as what a platform is as a channel or a distribution vehicle is so important from what we see. And consumers are linking that right to how they feel about their brand. So really think the environments and where we are is absolutely critical and part of this. And, uh, you know, I'd add creating content credibly in this aspect is, you know, no different than creating credible content anywhere, right? Um, Sure. You know, but specifically with purpose, you know, and this goes back to the partnerships question. um, There's lots of experts in in various fields to partner with. There's NGOs to partner with. Um, There's making sure that the people who develop the content are close to the content and issue at hand, right? We don't always do that. Um, And again, going back to really understanding the why you're doing it is going to come through um, in terms of credibility then if you're talking platform and you're talking credibility, how does that shift the responsibility of the brand for the purpose that they're, they're working toward? I think it's like, it's a shared responsibility, right? So we're in this together. So it's no longer just the company or just the platform. It's what we're doing together. And that's why, you know, we talk more and more about the role of partnerships and having that structure. I, I 
I definitely see it as, as a shared responsibility for us as we're trying to get that message out there. Yeah, I think it'd be, I think with some of these common good issues, I think it's a mistake not to treat it as a shared responsibility. Yeah. I think it's part of that. That's why, you know, we talked about content earlier and um, just really proud and excited to be a part of Group M and what we're doing to ensure that through um, initiatives we have, such as the Media Inclusion Initiative and the Diverse Voices Accelerator, we're trying to ensure that going back to authenticity and content, uh, part of our responsibility here is to ensure that we get that kind of content and that we are creating a forum for that content to be produced. So um, it's great to see the industry see that need and the more that we can all do, this is just a small step, but we hope to get more in the right direction. So that's, that's media's role in, in terms of purpose is kind of shepherding that and guiding that and making sure that all those components are there on a consistent basis. And growing, right? And I think that's for us putting in the accountability and it's the, the structure word again, right, Mark? Uh, making sure we're not just doing one-off efforts for purpose. Again, going back to consistency, having the right framework and structure we think is just really important. So again, it's not just promoting during a heritage month. It's this is what we're passionate about and this is what we are working toward actively as a responsible brand. Exactly. And making that structure part of what you're doing and part of the work that we're doing on behalf of our clients with our responsible investment framework is helping clients to see, you know, Donna, if you've seen much about it, but it's really helping us understand as we are thinking about our media partners, as we're thinking about purpose, what are the key focus areas that we have? What are the products that we can use to help bring that out and make those thoughtful choices about media? So again, not a one-off, but it's a consistent presence that's authentic for all of us. So what is, could you go more into that responsibility framework? That sounds fascinating. Yep, um, it's a responsible investment framework that, gosh, I'm trying to think, Mark, it was probably about a few weeks ago, right? That we started um, talking more and more to our media partners and our clients about this, but we really think that this is the next evolution of media investment. And we know that given the scale of media and the dollars and commitment that we have, it's really important that we have a, a different valuation and measurement methods as we're trying to think about what media do we select that is purpose-driven and aligns with where we're going. So the responsible investment framework allows us to help us think about those principles and come up with the right methodologies to make those decisions for us. So um, we're very excited about this because it's helping us give back again to structure more about uh, what it is that we're trying to, to get done to make that change happen. And we think our media dollars can be that force for good and help us use that scale. We just need to have the right framework in place to do that. So when a brand comes to you and says, we, this is something we're passionate about. This is how we want to uh, promote this and, and really do some good in, you know, in addition to obviously all the business goals and revenue goals. Um, where do you start? How does, how does that process begin? Well, there, I think there, there's two places, right? Um, and we have sort of two entry points, right? You can take place or take part in one of our existing programs that, that mm -hmm. helps us um, create more good from the investments that you make, to put it simply. And, and secondly, the, you know, the more sort of active 
piece is uh, a, a consultative approach where mm -hmm. we take you through our structured methodology, um, do the audience work, do the culture work, do, do all the things that, that create fit for what you want to achieve in the measurement um, and give you some outputs to help work against so that you do have that structured approach. We've talked about media's role in, in purpose. It's not always what you say, it's also what you're not saying. Are there, is there an evolution about when not to convey messages? Is it, is it an always on kind of thing or is it being very selective? And is that part of that structure you mentioned? You know, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think I would say part of this is making sure you're more proactive than reactive. Yes, absolutely. Right, because sort of feeling like you have to respond to everything is gonna put you in a position that you're not necessarily messaging credibly. And, and so while you know, there is a lot of calls for companies to take stances on a lot of different issues. Um, and, th and that needs to happen. Being as proactive as possible and on the front foot, if you will, mm -hmm. um, is, is, is a big part of this as well. And, you know, I think, Mark, building on that point, the fact that you don't have to necessarily take a stance on everything, but if you don't take a stance when everyone is, then you still need to be ready to respond on, on why you didn't. I think that's the hard conversation to have, right? Why you sometimes chose not to do something is a more difficult conversation than saying, this is why I am out there publicly advocating a cause. And that's something that we are actively trying to talk with our clients and our consumers, like when do you say, yes, this is something I want to be a part of and when don't I and, and why not, so. Silence can often speak louder than what you're actually saying. Right. Yep. Uh, in, in relation to that, um, Seth Godin recently, uh, in his recent book, he talked about finding meaning in what you're marketing. So how does that apply here? And you know, it goes, it goes back to that distinction between bad marketing and good marketing, right? And what the way we see this is that a lot of bad marketing is about the hype and about what you say you're going to do, but not necessarily living up to that. And good marketing, if it's really about delivering consumers the right value and what they want. And what we know and we see is that consumers are wanting us to make that change happen in the world. That's how marketing has a role in all of this. Good marketing is delivering what our consumers want. And we know our consumers want that change to happen now more than ever. And that's our role as marketers to help make that happen. So then what do you see ahead for brands in an emerging world of, I guess, stakeholder capitalism? Is it more partnerships with the nonprofits and NGOs you mentioned? Uh, is it with competitors or governments or communities? Um, how do you see that moving forward? I, you know, I tell you what, one thing you see is savvier consumers who are able to make more informed decisions about what they buy and the impact that they have with those dollars they're spending. Yeah. And in a world where we have just about mastered manufacturing and anyone can pick up and make a product pretty quickly, any mm -hmm. product, you know, what else? what is that dollar going toward? And, you know, if you really look at the, the long-term game, 
um, you know, consumers are very smart and that more and more they want to see purpose. And with the, with the transparency that they have, they're going to make sure that their dollars are spent against purpose and, and understand the impact of, of, of their each and every dollar they spend. No, you're absolutely right, Mark. I think, you know, you going back to Don, your question, is it more NGOs? Is it more partnering with your competitors? The truth is these are significant social issues that we're trying to all, with our teeny bit, try to impact, right? And I think we all recognize that nobody individually is going to do it. And you need that ecosystem of the NGOs, of corporations, of the government, of citizens all together. So, you know, we see more and more, it's just our responsibility is to figure out what is that right mix of partners. You need all of them, but it's going to be in a different capacity. Some may choose to dial up in one area, some in the other. And, you know, for media people, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out who's the right partner to put on your list. And we do a lot of rigor and a lot of analytics to, to come up with who's the right partner. If we had that same kind of rigor and the same type of analysis to choosing who do I partner with to drive social change? Just imagine the type of programs that we could put together. And that's what we really want to try to do. Apply that same science that we do in the media world to putting together more of these purpose-driven marketing efforts on behalf of our clients. I'd, I'd add, you know, one more sort of macro thing. We're, we're you know, we're, we're going to enter into an era of consolidation, right? We've had lots of small caps, lots of innovation, um, rates have been low, um, that's not gonna last, right? And, and you're gonna see consolidation. You wonder if more consolidation in the years to come doesn't happen, not just on corporate um, profit synergies, but brand purpose alignment and understanding mm -hmm. that like-minded culture is the driver of success and why companies should come together to create greater value. Latha, did you want to add yeah. something else? I think, you know, from, from a media comp perspective, we're just thrilled. Uh, Mark and I first just got to know each other because we happen to both work on clients who are very much about purpose and trying to make that positive social change. That's how Mark and I first connected. And I think for both of us being at Mediacom and being part of a company that has so many clients that want to drive that change and having that ability to bring them together to make that change happen with some of the other platforms and tools that we have under Group M, it's, it's pretty exciting for us. And again, if you ask, you know, ask us why we're still in media after all these years, it's because now is the time where we can use media to make some of that social good happen. So uh, we're excited about that. Mark, not to speak for on behalf of both of us, but I know that's what first got us, you know, connected here to begin with. You did a remarkable job in doing so, and I appreciate that. Uh, we've been talking with Mark Egan and Latha Sundaram of our corporate members, Mediacom US. I want to thank you both for making the time today and for sharing your expertise. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To find out more about our upcoming webinars and events, please go to thinkla.org. You'll also find information on membership and how we continue our mission of serving the Los Angeles advertising, marketing, and media community. Take care.